0: Welcome to the home stretch episode of We Only Look Thin. <laughs> I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I am a Tiny Habits certified coach, a certified inspiration. Yeah. I have lost over 100 pounds. And with me today is my crosstown rival.
1: Donald Weigel. <laughs> and I am at home stretching, just like Catherine uh, said. On the couch. And, Yeah, on the couch. And uh, I have uh, lost about 100 pounds and uh, kept it off for about five years now. Um. Very uh very imprecise with uh, all of and that. It's but, fine. Uh and we are here to talk about it and uh it is the home stretch of this uh three part trilogy. Everyone knows that the third part of a trilogy is always the best. Like, yeah, like Godfather Three. <laughs>
0: ranking it up there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, No, this will be more like Avengers Endgame, which most consider the best of the three Avengers movies.
0: Um, I'm, I'm trying to go through no way that know, was the fourth was movie. of oh well there was a lot we'll of fighting do,
1: we'll have to do a fourth part of this so no this is this the, is a three the part
0: this is as far as we go so
1: so uh the first two parts of this you can go back and listen to them we had
0: the Marsha episode and yeah. the jan brady episode yeah and this is the cindy This episode. will be the, the
1: cindy featuring kitty carryall uh uh many many uh references to kitty all. And uh, the first two episodes you can go back and listen to, and I would highly encourage it. They many are
0: times, many on multiple, times over, over
1: yeah. Just keep re-downloading them though. Delete them and redownload them because uh, that helps us. And they are based on a blog post article by registered dietitian Abby Sharp. Um, and the article was sent to us by Walt Place member Carla.
0: I was going to say Abby. Normal. <laughs> <laughs> No, yes, it's, it's Abby Sharp.
1: Sure. Abby Normal. Um and uh the idea was that that she wrote this blog post to see um if you could take some advice from intuitive eating and use it when it comes to weight loss. And you know, intuitive eating is not typically a weight loss method. It's more of a way to um develop a healthier relationship with food and you know, I don't know a ton about it frankly, but um what I do know about is uh sustainable weight loss methods and ways to keep it off and most of what you know she says in this blog post are things that Catherine and I have talked about over and over again on other episodes. We sure have. So, um I will uh, I will not recap all 10 of the previous things, but from the last episode, uh we went through uh meal prep, do a fridge and pantry makeover. makeover. Approach danger foods wisely. Make water your best BFF. friend forever, BFF, and find your food faves. So, if you want to know more about that, please go back and listen to the next episode. And yep. now, this week we have the final, the five, final five, the final five uh, tips, tricks. One weird uh whatever's um that
0: she says that they're <clears throat> small sustainable habits that you can put in place. says sustainable gentle nutrition tips. Oh, there yeah. are no one weird anything. They're all quite normal.
1: Yeah, I know. This is all about like crash diets and and white knuckling and, and dropping thirty pounds by next Monday. No, none of it's about that at all. Um and the 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 point here is that um None of these things are things that you have to do. These aren't mandatory, obviously. Um, but what Catherine and I like to do is take the things that really resonate with us and that really work. Uh, for us, from other plans, and incorporate them into our own. <laughs>
0: Just thinking, like this is our simple fifteen step program.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which is
0: only the very beginning, is cutting the surface of the
1: problem. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, we've we've done over two hundred and fifty episodes about the our fi- uh, you know simple two hundred and fifty four step plan. Just listen to all all episodes of this show.
0: Exactly, and you know what? This is as if you're listening to this. This is the month of December. December has started. Hello, holidays. How- Whoa. How are you doing? Yeah. Have you, listener, uh, I'll just start naming names, Jan, Marsha, no, those are Bradys.
1: Uh, <laughs> More <laughs> I can't Bradys. think of if, any. Kitty Carriol. If your name is Kitty Carriol.
0: Have you, listener, have you? put anything into practice in the last couple of weeks. I know we just got past Thanksgiving in the US and now we're on to uh, to December and Hanukkah and Christmas. Yeah. But what can you do to advocate for yourself this month? We are going to give you five new and fresh, sustainable tips in this very episode.
1: Yes, indeed. And, you know, hopefully uh, some of these will be things that, that will resonate with you and you can uh, incorporate, maybe just start with one, like don't try and overwhelm yourself with, with all 15.
0: Well, and here's one question we got from a listener. Uh, it just came in, but uh, the listener just asks, now? just now, the listener says, but can't I do nothing? <laughs> <laughs> The and answer is no. No, go back to the beginning. <laughs> go yeah. back to the end of the line.
1: <laughs> if if you do nothing, then nothing, nothing will, will change. change. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So the first one is, and and this is one that is near and dear to my heart because I I feel like almost nobody talks about this when they're talking about weight loss and fitness. Um. Everybody talks about like they want particular recipes they want to be told what to eat they want to be told which exercises to do they want to be told exactly like you know paint by numbers but this one is to prioritize sleep and manage stress
0: but that's not my problem
1: (laughs) (laughs) chances are it really is and you know Catherine and I spent many years staying up way too late. Yep. And then, you know, my father always likes to say it's much easier to get up the night before. Um, You know, we we would do things like set an alarm for very early in the morning, promise that we would get up and exercise. Then that morning would come and we would be just too tired. Or, frankly, we would be too tired and... By, you know, afternoon, I was making terrible decisions because I wasn't rested enough to, to stick to my intended goals.
0: Right. And we would go for – we actually – there was a point at which we were doing a 30-minute walk each morning, maybe a little bit more. And then we're like, time to tank up. We really, like, burned it hard yeah. for a mile, walk around the block. And then we would just act like we were, you know, maybe – Riding in the Tour de France and needed all of the carbs for the day. And then we would just eat three thousand calories for breakfast, and then again for lunch, and then for dinner. So that didn't work out so well.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you know who else says that those things are important uh, for weight loss management? <laughs> Whom? Science.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: science as as one voice. Um, there is evidence, and this is directly from uh, Abby Sharp's uh, article. Evidence suggests that lack of sleep can increase our hunger hormone ghrelin, reduce our satiety hormone leptin, and as a result can increase appetite and weight. It may also interfere with the reward center of the brain, resulting in greater cravings for high sugar and high fat foods. It's therefore not surprising that a six-year prospective study found that those who slept less than five hours and more than nine hours a night were 35% and 25% more likely to experience a five kilogram, about 11 pounds weight gain over a six-year period, respectively.
0: That's a lot.
1: That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And so, you know, I didn't make the connection early on in this about getting a good night's sleep and how important that was and really reducing stress. Like, when I have a high amount of stress, I don't know where this came from. I don't know if I was born with it or if I learned it, but when I'm under a, a severe amount of stress, My first instinct is to eat something to make myself feel better. And I did that for years and years and years. I would get into a high stress situation at work. Somebody would upset me. You know, I would even, you know, be upset about something that happened in traffic or something. And my instincts were to eat about it and, you know, soothe myself with food to make myself feel better. And it wasn't until I realized that being my best self included getting a good night's sleep and reducing my stress level so that I wasn't giving into that over and over again.
0: Well, and two, with that prioritizing sleep, I know for such a long time, I saw my time bifurcated. I think I just used the right word. Between, I know, I'm impressed with my own self. Um, Between my work hours and my home life, and because I worked so much and gave so much, home time was me time. And that meant who wants to sleep Because, like, that's just giving away time that I could be doing my own thing, watching Seinfeld, going to movies, you know, and uh, probably eating food. Probably. So we would just stay up really late, sleep in. Yeah, because this
1: time's for me. This
0: is me time. Yeah. Or when we became parents – waiting to sort of live our real lives when she went to sleep right. so wanting to stay up a couple of hours to have time to unwind and giving up on sleep i didn't realize how damaging that was and i know a lot of people still manage that passive downtime and maybe we should just do an episode on sleep at some point but yeah. that passive like scrolling and watching tv that is just sort of numbing and not active rest it's just kind of you know zone out. Anyway, I already said that. But it's so important to get good sleep. And not only does it give us, I mean, Donald and I, I just thought of myself as just always tired. This is how life is. I'm exhausted. I'm going to sleep in. And it took us time, but we became morning people and we transferred our nighttime veg out to morning activity and rebounding and walking and watching tv um, in the morning instead of in the evening and it's really helped balance and start our days off right so it takes time to do it but if you think if you have this like fixed mindset of well that's just not the kind of person that i am well i just can't you're going to live in to what you manifest so uh, so let's work on that sleep and the stress.
1: Yeah, I went from being somebody who who tried to schedule as few classes before noon as possible when I was in college and grad school to now one of my favorite times of day is when I get up super early in the morning and I I get to hang out with Catherine and we have coffee and we we exercise and we will, you know, watch TV while we're rebounding. Um it's really like one of the highlights of my day now is is that getting up early. So if I can flip it around I'm confident that that you can too.
0: Well, and part of that managing stress, and maybe this ties into the next step. You've oh, yeah. How number about we do that? 12 number 12. Is acknowledge your emotional eating patterns, yeah. uh, which ties into that management of stress. I thought I was the most put upon, overworked, underappreciated, victimized member of my family and my job and life and nobody did more than I did and I had to do it all on my own and I realized that all that was doing was putting me up on that victim pedestal and I my reward each day was to eat about it instead of telling people what I needed, making people guess what was going to make me happy or just glaring in a corner and until someone noticed i was mad Yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah. that was my method like every day your
1: corner glaring is legendary
0: i actually <laughs> glared at someone at the gym yesterday i almost <laughs> set them on fire with my laser beam eyes but, yeah
1: um but i like how you subtly dropped that you went to the oh gym yeah yesterday. I went the yeah gym. when i was at the gym yesterday
0: oh my gosh uh but i thought i had a calorie I-, I thought i had like a food isn't satisfying to me problem. I thought I had a, well, I can't work out because work is so stressful problem. What I had was a boundary problem. And my answer for every problem or every joy too. I mean, and she says this in the article about food, food is part of life. We don't just eat to live. Food is celebration. We use it in morning. It is, you know, on television, you eat obviously a gallon of ice cream if you're sad or somebody breaks <laughs> up with you. Yeah, people do that all the. Yeah, ice cream and big fluffy robes. Like the sales go up as soon as people break up. People are sad. Um, but it becomes our only coping mechanism. We're so used to turning to food to self soothe that we don't know that there are other ways to go. I got to the point uh, in 2015 where I was eating and drinking to just numb myself to the stress of life, and it was getting scary. Like it, it, you know, just eating cookies is not going to solve the problem at work or an issue with the family. And it took months and months, I mean, and still years, I'm still working on it, to work on those boundaries, but recognizing it and getting to the point where we've had stressful things, you know, still happening all the time. It's not like life is is perfect now, but my instinct now is – Wow, I really need some fresh air. Yeah. I really need to step away from the event instead of just automatically pouring a glass of wine. and which is like a joke in society, like, oh, it's one o'clock. Oh, I'm a mom. There might be a <laughs> right exactly, here. which is kind of gross. Like, Now I know that going for a walk makes me feel better. Now I understand that I need time to process my emotions and that it's okay that I don't have an immediate response for something. So we have done uh, Zooms in Walt Place about emotional eating. Uh, We've probably done uh, episodes on the podcast too. I can't think of them now. Yeah,
1: no, we have. I'll, I'll look them up and link to them in the show notes.
0: But the better we're able to understand our own feelings and assert ourselves in the world, the less emotional eating we do. And it has been such a change for me from feeling like a victim of my life to actually advocating and owning my choices and not turning to food every time that you know something doesn't go my way.
1: Yeah, and and really being honest with myself about why I was turning to food. You know, there's a there's an old expression which is sort of escaping me right now about um, you know realizing you have a problem is is half the battle or something like that. You know, once I realized that that was my problem, I. I recognizing when I was lying to myself about why I was eating was really a, a eye opening experience for me, and it really was life changing in in terms of uh, of hitting my fitness goals.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, I had no idea that I was an emotional eater. Right. It just it, I I thought that maybe I didn't have the right two point muffin from the grocery <laughs> right, store, like right. with the right amount of fiber. I thought that was my problem. Yeah. I didn't realize no, that. Yeah,
1: you weren't eating the right amount of fiber muffin for sure.
0: Well, and she. she, She also talks about at the both can be true (laughs) (laughs) exactly, but she talks about you know coming up with other coping strategies when stress comes your way, and that you know a licensed therapist can also be a really big boon if it is something way beyond just like oh Catherine and Donald say I need boundaries there we go there are big issues in life that are really difficult to deal with. And having a professional there to help navigate you through that can really help not only your with your weight health, but it it all ties together, man. Yeah, Um, for sure. So uh, so yeah, work on that uh, emotional eating.
1: Yes, indeed. All right. So now uh, before I read the next tip, I would like to disclaimer it up front and say that I'm not the biggest (laughs) fan of this. (laughs) (laughs) We're just gonna say it. I'm gonna read it anyway. Um and the tip is choose Whole Foods more often. And I know I know why Abby Sharp is saying this. I'm not saying that it's a bad idea to choose Whole Foods more often, but um I, I do think that in a lot of ways the idea of choosing Whole Foods more often Leads a lot of people to to fall back onto that some foods are good and some foods are bad, and I really don't like that. But so how I would like to reframe it is try to add more low calorie foods into your life that you enjoy, and for me, that that includes things like cauliflower, like single-serve, like ready-to-go cottage cheese, Greek yogurt, uh, pre-chopped and ready-to-go fruits and and other vegetables, um, berries and things like that. And the more of those things I add in that are low calorie and satisfying and full of fiber, the less likely I am to want to binge on other things.
0: Right. And for me, too, I get that she talks about minimally processed and sticking to whole foods, but I think that there is a big misconception that like avocados and nuts – don't have calories right? Right, and, or, you know, that it's like, Oh, well it's a whole food. I've been eating really well, but it's good fat.
1: It's good fat.
0: But still, if you're eating a high volume of food, you're going to gain weight. So for us, and I do, this is sort of what Donald was saying. I do that semi homemade thing where I have the packaged Trader Joe's fettuccine Alfredo, but I pump up the volume with, you know, a bunch of broccoli and some pre-chopped chicken. And I think when we think the only way to get it done is, well, I don't have the time to make whole foods. I don't have the time. I don't really like quinoa. What do I do? Go with the foods that you really like and figure out how to make them work to your advantage. Um, She talks about, you know, if, if popping a frozen pizza in the oven once a week means it helps you reduce stress and get to bed on time, then do it. But like, I'm here to say if you need a frozen pizza every single night because you can't deal, that's totally fine. What
1: about five nights a week? Sure. How about, no, I'll stop.
0: But, like, we don't feel guilt about anything that we eat. I see it as, like, oh, my gosh, guess what I got away with? Like, I was able to have, you know, a frozen shepherd's pie last night as a snack before dinner because it was only 290 calories. Like, I didn't have to dirty any dishes. Oh, I love that. It was done already. It's good with ketchup. Like. And it's a full win. So the Whole Food thing, if if you are in that family and you are able to take the time to make whole foods and you enjoy them, we are not slamming that at all. But for anybody who Oh no,
1: obviously it's great yeah. to, to do that. But I don't think, you know, My whole thing is if you don't do that, that doesn't mean you can't achieve your your nutrition and your health and your fitness and your weight loss goals like you definitely can. Like I eat a lot of processed foods like prepackaged, ready to go. And I managed to lose a hundred pounds doing it.
0: Yeah, so do what you need to do just because something is homemade from scratch doesn't make it one morally better. right <laughs> Nor does it make you like lose weight faster. Do what fits uh, your lifestyle.
1: All right. I think it's time for tip 14. Now, this
0: is one that I can just dive right into, and it's a, it's a good one. So uh, it is move your body in ways that feel good. This yeah. isn't about punishment. This isn't about burn it to earn it. This isn't, especially at this time of year, you would have to run four ultra marathons to be able to have gravy at the <laughs> dining table. That's like right. No, but... Like, I hate those, you've got to earn the food. You've got to, you know, this- No pain, no gain. Exactly. But uh, actually think about exercise being separate from weight loss. It is a benefit. It is a boon. But it is not, they're not, you know- one-to-one ratio. We can't outrun a fork, but what really does matter, and studies actually show this, that being outside matters to overall happiness and emotional health, getting fresh air, being outside, getting in some stretching so that your body feels limber, so that you can get up off the floor, going for a walk, going upstairs, doing yoga, Playing some basketball.
1: Oh, there. you beat me to I the basketball. basketball. Were you yeah. going to say basketball? Oh, of course. I, you know, I can't. I can't, can't get not. through an episode of, of uh, about exercise without mentioning basketball.
0: But it says. Research suggests that exercise doesn't contribute as much as we'd like to think uh, to weight loss efforts and putting too much stock into giving people a false sense of entitlement to extra calories because they put in the work. So this is exactly what I was just talking.
1: About. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier that we used to do that thing where we would we would get up and go to the gym and, you know, work really hard for 20 or 30 minutes and then we would think that we had burned enough calories that we could indulge in some sort of, you know, high calorie, whatever yeah. breakfast or lunch. And it would, you know, essentially not, not that it, not that it wiped out those, those morning exercise efforts, but it, it was, it was really not helping us reach our weight loss goals. <laughs> and part of this uh, is changing it slightly. Part of this is just like we talked about, about on um, the last episode about, about, eating foods that you don't enjoy eventually you're going to stop doing it if you keep doing exercises that you hate then eventually you're going to stop doing it and it was really a you know when i let go of the guilt that i felt because i felt like i wasn't doing real exercise in air quotes because you know going to the gym made me miserable running made me miserable You know, I would do those things because I thought that's what you had to do, that that was the only thing that counted as real exercise. It wasn't until I figured out that walking counts, that rebounding counts, like... I know it sounds terrible to a lot of people, but I actually just enjoy walking up and down the stairs while I'm listening to a podcast or music or whatever. Like, I get excited about the idea that I can walk upstairs and not get completely, you know, destroyed, winded. Like, that is fun for me. But find some sort of movement that you actually enjoy, that you don't hate, so that you'll keep doing it.
0: Well, and finally, she says at the very end, ultimately, make it something you can stick to for life. And I would... I would take umbrage with that just a bit because as the seasons of our lives changes change as the actual seasons change, there might be activities that no longer suit your, uh, your needs or you're physically able to do. When I started doing this last time during venture, I did a a couch to five K running program and it was fantastic. But now I have arthritis in both my hips and I have Janky Knees. Uh, that's the doctor, what the doctor said. I'm going to do a GoFundMe for it.
1: Janky Knees was, <laughs> was actually the, the companion doll to Kitty Carryall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, it wasn't featured on the episodes as often as Kitty Carryall and the Brady Bunch.
0: But instead of specifically thinking, I am a runner, I am a walker, I am a swimmer. Think of yourself as an active person. And that might, depending on the actual season or the figurative season, mean different things at different times. Right now, my flexibility is really important to me. So yoga is more important to me. Right now, we're not doing tons of outdoor hiking and that kind of thing, but I am going to the gym. So be willing to diversify and uh, evolve as your needs and seasons change.
1: And look, I'm saying this just in a different way. I'm saying what Catherine just said in a different way, but there are times in my life where I my work becomes overwhelming oh, yeah. and it becomes my whole life and I just have to get in the movement that I can get in. And then there are other times where it slows down and it's much lighter and I can add exercise. And just because I go through a period of time where I'm not doing, you know, strength training or or planks or whatever, doesn't make me a bad person. I'm doing what I can do, and and being really um, forgiving of myself uh, for that is really important. And that transitions into our final tip number fifteen. We are in the home stretch. This is it. What is it going to be? The home stretch, and that is to. Be kind to yourself. And this is another thing that people really don't talk about, but people talk about all the time about no pain, no gain. And, you know, I feel like the a lot of times people go out of their way to heap shame upon others. I
0: thought for, you were going to say a bad word. I was... <laughs> Like my blood pressure just went up. Whoa! Like-
1: <laughs> you know me better than that.
0: Shamrocks,
1: shamrocks, exactly. <laughs> to heap shamrocks upon others, um, you know, to heap shame upon people for. You know, there's this perception that if that if you're overweight, you must be lazy or you just must not have right. the right Morally willpower. Not. And And I think that that I spent years and years internalizing those things and, you know, really beating myself up over the fact that I just couldn't do this. And really. You know, they don't talk about this in the same way. They don't talk about reducing stress or getting enough sleep, but really being kind. Catherine likes to say, and "I'm going to steal Ooh, her I line." What I,
0: I want because I'm really she stole interested. my talk
1: about basketball. Um, that no one ever hated themselves thin.
0: Yeah, I
1: and uh, I I love that. Like you have to learn to love yourself and forgive yourself. I used to every time I would go like. I would be on a plan or something and I would go off for a day or for a meal or whatever. I would just feel like racked with guilt and beat myself up and feel like a failure and like I was never going to do it. And that led to me just not wanting to continue at all.
0: Yeah. And I think part of that too is there are so many people and even people in Walt Place, uh, our uh, online support group, who find it really hard to be positive about themselves. Yeah. So here is a step back from that. Instead of being negative, be neutral. Don't use big adjectives. Don't put it as, you know, trash panda loose again, dumpster fire 2022. Stop using those big negative adjectives and just see it as I had a setback. Now I'm going to move forward. Like I did my best. And tomorrow I'll try again. We don't have to be super dramatic and just see a setback as proof that we're trash pandas. We are people trying to invest in our futures and in Tiny Habits, uh, the, the coaching program that I'm a part of, we talk a lot about positive reinforcement yeah. and really celebrating each success. If you think about training a dog, you don't go like, all right, well, when you you know give me your paw seven times, then I'll give you a dog treat. You do positive affirmations after each positive action. For sure. The same thing when a baby is learning to walk. You don't go, boom yo baby (laughs) like come back when you're doing it great (laughs) yeah you
1: fell down there you're not gonna ever do it like we never boo (laughs) you're booing babies (laughs) trying to walk no but like but we think
0: unless we hit the perfect ideal each and every time that we're garbage people but just showing up and being brave enough to give it a try and see what works matters when people do marathons just like listening to 15 different tips yeah we thought initially we're like oh here's one episode we could do (laughs) right we've melted into three everybody yeah but if you're running a marathon there aren't just dead-faced people staring at you judgingly at mile one through 22. You know, it's not just like we'll cheer when you've
1: really proven yourself. <laughs> that's right. That's Boo right.
0: to you, loser. Yeah, like,
1: until you cross that finish line, you're nothing.
0: Right. So are you going to be met with people booing, which is what you do to yourself every day? Right. Do you want some creepos just staring at you like the army of the dead just dead-eyed staring you as, at you when you run? Or do you want people cheering you on like where would you show up
1: yeah and i mean you know and the people in this metaphor are you cheering yeah. yourself like if you know if you're constantly booing yourself no wonder you're you know you're not going to achieve your goals because you're you're like you're your worst enemy when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals
0: exactly and really in in the end what does it hurt to be nice like it like does anyone go you know what is really the way to go cruelty and meanness to all. That's right. Just prove guilty until proven innocent. Try some positive affirmations or at least neutral, like, yep, I did a thing and now I'm moving forward. So um, in all of this, as we round up this 15-part episode, (laughs) of really, again, think about what you might be able to get yourself to do, to change, to invest in. What mindset can you at least Open yourself up to, instead of the negative moving to a positive. We don't have to do all of this at once. In fact, we suggest you do not. But find one tip that we gave you today and see if you can integrate it into the next week. So that includes prioritize sleep and manage stress, which is two things, but it's one. (laughs) Acknowledge your emotional eating patterns. Yeah, I have emotions and I eat, yes. Uh, Choose Whole foods more often, or at least maybe. do what you're going to yeah, do. Maybe. Um, and move your body in ways that feels good. And then be. Excellent to yourself, which is—you <laughs> never saw Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, did I you? I still
1: have not seen. We, got, we any have to of the see Bill that. Teds, we yeah. should.
0: We should watch that. Okay. We got to go back to that one. I think it still holds up. But try something. What's it? What? What else are you doing this December? You got some time on your hands, so get it done. I know Chopin
1: would. <laughs> Chopin would get it done, and so can you. And speaking of getting it done, thank you so much. And speaking of positive reinforcement, you did get it. You gotten to the end Woo. of December Episode and to the end of this uh, three-parter. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to Abby Sharp uh, for uh, writing this article and uh, inspiring us to uh, to do these uh, episodes. And thank all of you for listening. You can find our episodes wherever you found this one. We are available on all of the major podcast platforms. And also on our website at any time at weonlylookthin.com.
0: Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, click on that link for join our support group to find out more about Wolt Place. December is the perfect time to join Wolt Place. We Only Look Thin Place is our Facebook-based accountability group for women. We are not a weight loss plan, but we are a place to talk about all of these issues that we've mentioned in the last three episodes. We offer support, accountability. We do uh, habit challenges and uh, food type, th- or t- food challenges, lots of different challenges, but it's such a safe place and I'm so proud of all the hard work that everyone is doing. And uh, again, shout out to Carla for suggesting this article. She is a valued member of Wilt Place as well. We have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a seven-day complimentary trial with a three-month subscription. So So come on over and see if Wolt Place is right for you.
1: Yes, please do that. And also, you can interact with us on social media. You can find us at WeOnlyLookThin on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you could send us an email if you would like. If there are questions, if there are episodes you feel like we haven't uh, tackled, uh, if you have some ideas for an episode, if you have questions or compliments or uh, just want to say hello, you can write to us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com.
0: It's a- just typed hello <laughs> that would be a little creepy Donald I'd, so. <laughs> prob-
1: I'd probably assume it was spam but what, what are you going to do
0: exactly but if you also have a couple of spare minutes and can head over to Apple podcast and leave us a rating and a review not only does it let us know that five years of recording a podcast has it really been five years yeah
1: our, our uh, fifth year anniversary uh, is coming up uh, this month really that
0: is bananas yeah. so yeah. give us a Shout out, congratulate us on five years, congratulate yourself on being a long time listener. Leave us a rating and review, it makes us feel good and also helps the space algorithms. There, I'm sticking with space algorithms. Space
1: algorithms uh, promote science. If I say
0: space, doesn't it?
1: It really does. And if you are in space or on Earth uh, or whatever planet you're on, you can also tell somebody about the show. Uh, We would be grateful um, if you could let somebody know who you think might get something out of it, uh, we would appreciate that. Word of mouth is one of the best ways in which the show grows. Uh, if you're on a uh, internet group and uh, you know you think that people there might like us, uh, we would be grateful if you'd give us a shout out.
0: Yep, and if you are not sure if space algorithms matter or whole foods matter <laughs> in weight loss, just remember that Donald and I are...